Shalom to all. Today's daf is Demai Taf Mem Ches, and we are starting about a quarter of the way down the Amud with the brand new Halacha, Halacha Zayin, and in the Vilna Surza Daf, it's right at the beginning of Chaf Gimel Amud Aleph, and today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Mirim Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov Maisha, her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah tells us how Kech Tevel from is a person who buys Tevel from two different places. And let's remember that Tevel needs to have Truman Master taken off of it 100%. This is what the Gemara often calls Vadai. This is definitely not Demai. Maeser Mizalzeh, one may take Maeser from one batch of Tevel onto other batch. Now, it's not really a Chiddush. Of course, he's allowed to take Maeser from one for the other. They're both 100% Chayv and Maeser. The Chiddush is, Aval Pisha Amru, even though Chazal said, that a person's not allowed to sell Tevel unless there's a real need. So you might think that by buying Tevel from two different places, you're not allowed to take Maeser from one for the other. The Chiddush is, you're allowed to. Now, what does that mean that it's being sold at Tzayrech? So this refers to a person who has a whole bunch of Tevel, and then Chulin falls into that Tevel. So we need to be able to talk in this mix of Chulun and Tevel, and the only way to do so is to get Tevel from somewhere else and take Truman Meiser from that new Tevel onto this mixture of Chulun and Tevel. That's what Letzayrech means. Now the Gemara clarifies, Rabbi Yenna, Rabbi Yenna says, this is what our Mishnah is saying, in other Mishnah, Limkar Tevel, a person is not allowed to sell Tevel, El Letzayrech, unless he's doing it for Tzayrech, like we just explained, and also as long as he's only selling it to Chaver, he's not allowed to sell Tevel to an Amaret. The Gemara says, If we have an Ama Aretz whose Tevel got mixed up with a bit of Chulin, he has no way to go about fixing it because no one's going to sell him Tevel. The Gemara says, So what's he supposed to do? He goes to a Chaver. And he buys Tevel for him, and the Chaver takes Maestro off for the Ama Aretz. We continue talking about taking Maestro off from one thing for the other. Now we're going to be focusing on two different types of produce, one that's Chayv, one that's Pater. And when we say Pater, it can mean Pater completely, or Pater Midairais, Mechayv Midairais, but either which way, we're talking about produce that has two different statuses of Chiyov. So the Mishnah tells us, Yisrael al gayim, um gayim al Yisrael. A person could take Maeser off from Yiddish produce for Gaish produce, or vice versa, um Yisrael al kusim, um kusim al kusim, or from Yiddish produce onto produce that was grown by Kusim, or from produce that was grown by Kusim onto other produce that was grown by Kusim. However, Blazer Iser, Michel Kusim al Shalkusim, Reblazer Aser is taking Maeser from one batch of Kusi produce onto another batch of Kusi produce, and the Gemara is going to discuss why that is. Moving on, now we're going to be talking about flower pots, as the Mishnah calls it, Atzitz. And as we've learned previously, there's a difference between an Atzitz Nakov and an Atzitz She'ena Nakov. An Atzitz Nakov is a perforated flower pot, that means that it has a hole in the bottom. An Atzitz She'ena Nakov is a non-perforated flower pot, which means it does not have a hole in the bottom. So the Mishnah says, Atzitz Nakov Harehu Ka'aret. Something growing in a perforated flower pot is like it's growing in the ground itself. So therefore, if a person took truma off from something that grows in the ground onto something that grew in Atatznakov, or vice versa, that's 100% valid truma, because both of these are chayv and truma midaraisa. However, if he took off from something growing in Atatznakov, trying to patter something that grows in an Atatznakov, which means he's taking off from something that's patter onto something that's chayv, Truma v'yachsav yitraim. It's considered truma, but he has to take truma off again. Why is it we say it's considered truma? So either that's because it's just a takana, we say it's considered truma, even though it's really not, because it's not chayiv, and that's simply because we don't want people to get mixed up in other scenarios, so we say that it has to be given to the kain, but still truma has to be taken off again because it wasn't really truma. According to others, the reason why we're saying it's truma is because midr it is truma. As we just said, midr truma has to be taken off from an atzis she'en However, since it was being taken off for something that grew in atzis nakov, well, something 
growing in Atzis Nakav is Chayv mid to Iraisa, so therefore new Truma would have to be taken. Now, what about the reverse case? Minah Nakav al Nakov. He took Truma off from something that grew in Atzis Nakav, so it's Chayv mid Iraisa, and he took that off for something growing in Atzis Sheina Nakav, so it's only Chayv mid Rabbanon. Truma, it's considered Truma. Until Truma Meister is taken off of that Truma that was taken. In other words, it's not considered a valid Truma because it was taken off. The mission continues. He was tired from one batch of Demai onto another or from a batch of Demai onto Vadai, Truma, V'yachsar V'yetroim. Again, the same understanding. It's Truma, but he has to take Truma off again. And also, Mena Vadai, Al Demai, if he takes off from Vadai onto Demai, Truma, it's considered Truma, but V'loisayachal, that what he separated is not allowed to be eaten, Achiyotzele, Truma Maestris, until proper Truma Maestris is taken off of it. Now, the Gemara begins by describing the first part of the Mishnah, which had said they were allowed to take Maestris from Yiddish produce onto Gaisha produce, and vice versa. Now, the Gemara clarifies, Masisa Drav Meir, Armish is a Korn Drav Meir, Drav Meir, Amrav Meir says, the Kenyan that a guy has in Eretz Yisrael is not strong enough to take it out of its chiyuv of Meiser. Meaning when a guy owns land in Eretz Yisrael and he grows produce on it, even though we know that Gaim aren't chayv in Truman Meiser, still the produce that he grew is chayv midai raisa in Truman Meiser. So even though the guy might own the land, that's not enough of a Kenyan to be mafkiyat from its chiyuv of Meiser. However, Rav Yudin Rav Shimon, I remember Rav Yudin Rav Shimon say, Yes, Kenyan Lugai Baratz Yisrael of Patrim and Amaiser. A guy does have a Kenyan in Eretz Yisrael strong enough to potter any produce that he grows from Amaiser. Now, Rav Yimi says, B'Shem Rav Shimon ben Lakish, Time and Mayor, what's Rav Mayor's reasoning? Because the Pasuk regarding non Jewish slaves says, And you should give them over as an inheritance to your children after you as an achuza. Now, what do we learn from here? Hikish achuza lavadim. The Pasuk is clearly comparing an achuza, which is a classic word the Pasuk uses to describe an ancestral inheritance being passed from one generation to another, that's being compared to avadim, to slaves. And what do we learn from there? Ma'avadim, just like slaves, atem kainamehen vehein enon kainamikem, you can buy a non-Jew slave, but a non-Jew can't buy you as a slave. Now, we know that non-Jews could buy Yidin as slaves, but it's not in the same understanding as a Yid buying a non-Jew as a slave. When a Yid buys a non-Jew, he owns his body completely, and he passes him over to the next generation and to the next generation. Whereas when a non-Jew buys a Yid as a slave, the Yid has to work for the non-Jew, but the non-Jew doesn't actually own the Yid's body. So let's say when that non-Jew dies, the Yid doesn't get passed down to the non-Jew's son. Afachuza, so too when we're dealing with an achuza, namely a piece of property, atem mehen vehein enon mikem, you can buy a piece of property from a guy, but a guy can't buy a piece of property from you. Obviously, a guy could buy a piece of property not sold from a Yid. It just means that when he does buy it, any produce that's grown is not considered like it's taken out of its Kedusha, it's still considered Kadosh, and it's Chayv and Maeser, just like if it was grown by a Yid. And that's where Rav Meir Shita is. Now, Rav Lazar, Rav Yasi, Kumar Rav Yasa, Rav Lazar, Rav Yasi said in front of Rav Yasa, Midam Esayel, Rav Meir, the following Pasuk is also right for Rav Meir. The Pasuk says, The land is not allowed to be sold, because the land belongs to me. That's what the Pasuk says. And what does the word Litzmisos mean? Definitively, a definite sale, meaning a 100% sale. In other words, when land is being sold to a non-Jew, it's not a sale of tzmisos. It's not a definitive sale, and therefore the produce that's grown by this non-Jew is still chayv in Truman Meiser, Midai Raisa. However, Amr Le'er Abiyasa told him, Kol Garma Amra Dehi Messiah Reb Shimon. The whole gist or the whole direction of that Pasuk is actually arrived for Reb Shimon, the exact opposite of Meir. What's the Pasuk telling us? Loisimacher, don't sell it, because Ha'im Nimkara, if it is sold, Chalutahi, it's going to be a definitive sale, and that will be a sale forever, and they'll remove the Chiv of Truma Meister from the produce. And that's why the Pasuk saying, don't sell Litzmisos, because if you sell it, it's going to be Litzmisos, and now produce here is not Chiv and Truma Meister, so this Pasuk is not necessarily a raya 
for Rav Meir. Now the Gemara continues, Rav Chana Ruba the Tzipirin Amar, Rav Chana, the great one of Tzipirin, says that Hinnig Rav Chanin B'Tzipirin Kadad Rav Shemin. Rav Chanina of Tzipirin, his minig was like Rav Shemin, and any produce that grew on non-Jewishly owned land in Eretz Yisrael is potter from Truman Meister Midaraisa. And Rav Zeir Amar, Rav Zeir says the same thing. Hinnig Rav Chanin B'Tzipirin Kadad Rav Shemin. Rav Chanina's minig and Tzipirin was like Rav Shemin. Now Mem Tesam and Alf on top, we just clarify Shitas Rav Meir. Rav Zeir Amar Kumi Rabavo B'Shem Rav Lazar. Rav Zeir said in front of Rabavo in the name of Rav Lazar. Even the Rav Meir said, that a guy doesn't own land in Eretz Yisrael to the extent that it's potter from Eretz He does agree over here that he owns Nechasim. What does that mean that he owns Nechasim? Amar Avbar says, the guy still eats the payrise. Meaning, don't think that when Rav Meir says that that means that the guy doesn't actually own the land and you're allowed to take his produce from him and it doesn't even belong to him. Of course, the produce belongs to the guy. It's his produce. He owns it. It's just that he doesn't own it to the extent that now it's potter from Meiser and it still would be chayiv in Truman Meiser Medairaisa. Now the Gemara asks, we have a mission that says, Now this is referring to a mission that tells us that if a person sells his land in Eretz Yisrael to a guy, he has a chayiv to buy produce from this field back from the guy in order to bring Bikurim from it. And that's because of Tekun Oilam wouldn't want Yidin to feel free just to sell their land to Goyim. So we make it difficult for him even once he does sell it, he has to buy the produce back in order to bring Bikurim. Now if it's really true that Ain Kinyu Lugai Baratz Yisrael Paitramin Amaiser, so if Yavi Bikurim Dvartaira, he should have a Chiv Medai Raisa to bring Bikurim. Why are we saying that Mipnei Tegun Oilam, which means it's just a Drabanon, it's Takana, he has to buy the produce back from the guy in order to bring it as Bikurim. He should have a Chiv Medai Raisa to do so. And we end off with this question. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about whether or not a guy has a Kinyu Lugai Baratz Yisrael Paitramin Amaiser. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.